Are you happy? Are you deep down satisfied with the person you are, how you're living your life, and the future as it appears today? Do you have a passion? Is there any one thing in your life that is so important that it makes prioritizing everything else simple? If the answer to any of those questions is no, do you have any idea why? Welcome to the Vera Moore Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Dawn Keegan, co-founder of the dating app Veramore and the nonprofit app Hero Harbor. Happiness, mine and that of others, is something that's always been very important to me. I've devoted my life to understanding how we take the things life throws at us and combine that with our own special gifts to come away with an experience that, while not always perfect, is one we are proud of and allows us the fewest regrets and least amount of heartache. Whether through my personal musings or conversations with guests, the aim here is not to find a one-size-fits-all to-do list of change, but instead a mindset that lessens our fear, reduces judgment of ourselves and others, and frees each individual to build the life that truly represents happiness for them. Thank you for joining us on the Barrymore Speaks podcast. I've always worked to provide the most honest, helpful content I could in forms that reach the largest possible audience. And my extreme dislike of greed-driven organizations means I do so without ads or sponsors. But for us to continue improving with better guests and more consistent production quality, we need your help. If you have found any value in what we do and the content provided, please show us a little love by making a contribution directly to the podcast or as a tax-deductible donation on the HeroHarbor.org website. Thank you again for listening, and please enjoy the show. Welcome back. Today we are speaking with Victor Perez. He is the co-founder of Josh's Benches for Awareness. Victor, welcome. Thank you for being on the show. Hi, thanks. Thanks for having me on here. It's a great opportunity to try to talk to more people than I do on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, it's it's when we're getting the, you know, trying to work on these things, getting the word out is is tough. So, okay, so tell me about Josh's Benches. Tell me what it does and how it came about. So, Josh's Benches for Awareness, at first it was just an idea that uh, Cindy had. So, Cindy, she had a son that passed away. Uh, she lost him due to suicide and, uh, Josh, he was actually my best friend growing up. So this was something that hit pretty close to home. And it's also something that nowadays we're starting to realize it's a huge problem. And this happened just recently. I mean, this wasn't that long ago, right? Yeah. So we lost him in this past May. So it's been six months since that happened and we've essentially we've turned an idea that Cindy had to bring awareness to schools and public areas like parks and I just took all my business knowledge and I came in and I formed a nonprofit out of it. So today I'm looking at being on the board and I'm a financial professional so this isn't something I'm always going to be working on. Uh, It's something that I'll always be a part of 
but now now my plans are just to be on the board and just to make decisions every time they you know host their meetings okay all right so tell us i mean we kind of sped by the whole i mean i can't possibly imagine going through losing a child um, like that. So tell us more. I mean, tell us more about Josh. Tell us about, you know, your, how, how you guys met originally your relationship and then tell us what you can or what you're willing to about what happened leading up to him taking his life. And, and as much as you're, you're able to talk about that. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately there wasn't any sort of big signs for, for me and for his friends to notice. He was a PC gamer. He loved playing video games. He loved playing airsoft back when we were younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's similar to paintball if you're not familiar. But uh, he never really found what his passion was in life. And I think that ended up leading to some of the problems that he had with, with his self-worth, which ended up kind of becoming something bigger because of his problems with depression and anxiety. Now, how old was Josh? He was 22 years old. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, was he still in school or what was he doing otherwise? Well, he had tried to go to college. He actually, for a certain amount of time, he was going to Valencia and had plans to go to UCF, which was where I was studying. Mm-hmm. The thing that kept him from succeeding in school, I think, was his problems with uh, his social anxiety that he had. Mm -hmm. But uh, other than that, he was a pretty normal, you know, 22-year-old. He liked going to concerts. He liked rock music a lot. It it was a huge, huge thing when when we realized what had happened because, you know, he had all these plans for himself in the Mm -hmm. future. He had been saving up to buy himself a car. He would always talk to me about future things or even before he started saving up for the car he asked me for help in picking one because he knew uh, i'm good with financing things Mm -hmm. i'm good with planning them out so he he talked about his future Mm -hmm. um which which is a little strange but which made it more just surprising when when it happened you're saying yeah we we weren't able to see it coming and now with the nonprofit, our biggest goal is to make sure that people like josh People that are in a tough position, they, they're able to see physically in their world little symbols, which for us is our awareness benches. Mm-hmm. And these symbols, they remind them that not only are they not alone in what they're going through, but there's also all these resources available to them for them to reach out to really at any point in time. Mm-hmm. And everybody goes through different things. Everybody handles their struggles differently, but... If at the very least we can make sure everybody knows that there is help out there, then mm-hmm. that that will make us feel a whole lot better. Right. And it, it'll make us feel like we at least did something, whereas right, right. now there, there's not really much to be done or right. there's not much that's being done right now. Okay, so describe the benches. Tell, tell me what they look like, what's going to be on them, and where they're going to be located. So our benches are wooden. They have many pieces of uh, wood. It's not just like two-piece mm-hmm. like a lot of simple benches are. It has a bunch of boards in there. That way it's shaped towards your back, so it's mm-hmm. a little bit more comfortable than mm-hmm. just the cheap bench. But um, at the top of it, uh, on the back, it lets you... It has a big spot that we have for engraving. Mm-hmm. So right now we just have Josh's name on there. We have our website. We have the uh, National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. 
-hmm. number on there. And we also have a local resource, which is called 211. Uh, That's available in Palm Beach County in South Florida. It's just uh, one more place for people to be able to talk to at any point in time. Like crisis counselors type things? Yeah. Okay. What color are the benches? They're bright yellow. In addition to those things that I said were printed on that bench, that's just what we have on there for now. Our goal is to keep adding resources on there, keep adding messages, but we do want to keep a large spot available Mm -hmm. so that whoever sponsors a bench, if there's a business or even just an individual that wants to buy one of these, Mm -hmm. uh, they can put in their own message or maybe a, a business logo, whatever they might want to put on there. Outside the VA, they have benches that are dedicated. It's like in the in memory of that sort of thing. So do you think, and a lot of times you see places where they have bricks where people put in memory of. So people may want to put like, you know, purchase a bench and then and do you know like like for you know I mean you guys obviously have Josh's name on there but if you knew someone else you could put in memory of something like that. Yeah, a lot of people that we talk to will tell us that uh, they want to help us because, you know, it it hits home for them too. Uh, Unfortunately, there's a lot of people that have been affected by suicide Mm -hmm. or or maybe just somebody in their family having depression and anxiety. So a lot of people have told us, yeah, it's a great idea to let people add to the engraving Mm because they might have like a lost person in their family that they want to they want to include their name in there as well. Okay, well, let me ask you, um, because for anybody listening to this, that there's a there's a wide... First of all, Victor here is my roommate. This is a brand new experience, but Victor's 22, I'm 52. So we have a wide disparity in our thought process, never mind male versus female. But one, thing's, one of the things, this is a very big learning experience for me. And But what I'm discovering is I'm getting to learn the thought processes of millennials and so speaking to that and 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 with regard to the whole social aspect and that sort of thing and you mentioned that josh was um sort of feeling socially isolated and that sort of thing despite the fact that he had i mean i saw that picture of you know there were several of you friends i mean you you, there was at least a small group of you guys and i know you've got quite a few friends so it wasn't that he didn't have friends but somehow he was feeling isolated from that Tell me about tell me about how social media in general and and the way you know it either helped or hurt you know how you see because I mean everything that we're working on doing with this podcast and, and 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 everything else has to do with communication. So talk to me about how do you think that his communication or lack of communication, how social media, any of those things played into hurt or help you know what happened. Uh, With social media, I guess Josh was never really into social media that much. He was always on certain things such as uh, Snapchat or Mm -hmm. um, we used a program called Discord. Mm -hmm. But the reason for that was because that's also the way that our friend group would communicate Mm -hmm. is through both of those. Was he pretty active in those things? Yeah. I mean, with Snapchat, we had a big group chat. So, you know, he'd be active just... Mm -hmm. texting in there and then he'd be available a lot over voice chat um Mm -hmm. just on discord 
uh, a lot of our friends are always on online when we're not busy. So mm -hmm. if if there's nothing to do, you just go on your computer and at least all like everybody's there to talk to. Mm -hmm. He never really used social media outside of that. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, he had a Facebook, but he never really posted on there very right, much. Right. What you're saying is, I mean, it, there there really was no way to predict this. So given given that, what would you say to people who have children or just loved ones in their life they're concerned for is there i mean can you give any suggestions in terms of you know what to look for you know how to ask how to approach them how to talk to them is there is are there any lessons that you've learned from this that you might that might help others well that's a great question because nowadays you might now start to see you know people talking about what signs to look for mm -hmm. And many times you can see the signs in other people and, and you can either prevent them from doing something like, like committing suicide or, or just preventing them from thinking negatively. Right. But sometimes there is no visible mm -hmm. sign. If, if you've lived your life with this, you'll realize that a lot of people look down on you for mm -hmm. talking about your feelings like that. Mm -hmm. So... If, if you realize that you and you're you're smart about it you'll just you know you end up keeping it to yourself because mm -hmm. you don't want other right. people to think of you as less than what you are right so it's hard because the way I see it I I think what would benefit everybody as a whole is just putting more info out there mm -hmm. because yeah we can stop it we can stop somebody from having anxious thoughts we can help them get better if we can notice it but for those that won't show any signs mm -hmm. this information just has to be out there because mm -hmm. there are people that just much rather help themselves than let somebody else help right. them right. and they might be just way too they'll feel way too vulnerable to let somebody you know, come into their life and try to help them. They they might just want to do it all themselves. Well, I, we, this is a conversation I have with veterans a lot. Um, the, the idea that not wanting to appear weak, um, not wanting to, not feeling comfortable asking for help. And it's a pride thing. And, and I, you know, I think, I, okay, so I have this question for you. As male in our society, do you think there's a heavier pressure on you to not talk about your feelings and not be, you know, not be emotional and not cry and not, you know, not lean on people? Well, I think the best way to explain that is uh, sort of like how you were mentioning social media. Nowadays, social media is so big. A big part of who you are seems to be who you are perceived to be on social mm -hmm. media mm -hmm. just not even going any further than that ju just from that that means that most people it, it, they really care about how other people are seeing them mm -hmm. even if they never spend time with these people right. at all and, and that it's a problem by itself but now now that I'm out of college and in the workplace now the way I see it is well, I have an image to keep up also. In this country, everything's so focused around business. A lot of it, a lot of your success can just be on how other people perceive you right. because that might be the reason why somebody reaches out and helps you. You know, you, you want to be somebody that people can reach out to for either for help or for some something of value. Right. And I think if you if you start letting everybody know that you're not at a hundred percent mental capacity, mm -hmm. 
then all of a sudden that to everybody else now your image is a little bit different because you're not capable of helping as many people because now you have to help yourself a little bit see and that's that's i'm afraid where i mean now where we disagree in the sense that i believe in being i agree that it's difficult to be vulnerable it's difficult some especially especially and maybe it for me maybe it's an age thing because I might at 22 might not have been as as willing to put myself out there. Now I guess it's kind of a it's a balance that you know what I am who I am and I and and I'm human and I I go through struggles and I would rather let my struggles inform you and help you and let you know that being human is okay. I'd rather do that than to hide my struggles and pretend to be perfect or pretend to be just something that I'm not. And especially if it leads to hiding your vulnerability leads to your death or leads to your pain. Even if, if you don't take your own life, that, that overwhelming pain, it seems to be, a, for me, it doesn't make sense. I would rather be vulnerable and, and let go a little bit of my pride in order to help others and or just, I, I don't know, it, 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 I'm not sure. And, I, and again, it may be, an, I don't know if it's an age thing or a gender thing or a generational, you know, in terms of um, I, I'm not sure. Well, I think a lot of people my age, they and even younger too, when you look at all these big figures online, on social media, let's say let's say you're more business focused and you're like a girl, you might look at like Kylie Jenner mm -hmm. and you might say, wow, look at her. You know, all the girls look up to mm -hmm. her um, and it, they don't realize it, but everybody's a human. So mm -hmm. everybody has their vulnerabilities. These people online... Obviously, you can't see them online. Right. And so I, I think a big perception that's going on is that people think you, you, you can't be normal to make it. Mm -hmm. You have to be extraordinary. Right. Right. You have to be amazing. And they don't realize that even these amazingly successful people, they have vulnerabilities, right. too. They just they're not they're not. Well, and that's you. that's what I'm saying. That's why, you know, for me, I would rather show my vulnerability and show you that it's okay. It's okay to hurt and it's okay to to be human. You know, because I, I think, and it just hurts my heart that you even said, uh, mentioned Kylie Jenner, because I worry about things like that. You know, those false... Yeah, because, I mean, there's a lot of things that you could say are fake about her. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I mean, I understand them. And if you're, I guess if you're old enough, you right. can understand, yeah, a lot of it is fake. Mm -hmm. Maybe stuff here and there is photoshopped, but there's there's this huge perception with young people that it's like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, maybe some things are fake, but right. that's what being perfect looks like. Yeah. You know? So how do we how do we combat that? I mean, how do we change that? You know, because I mean, it's if it's leading to unhappiness and pain and ultimately death, I mean, it's not a good thing. So how to affect their role models? How do we, you know, it's, you know, allow people to see that it's there are other things that you should be focusing on. And that building up yourself and being self-confident and such doesn't require you being perfect. How, right. how do we go about changing that perception? Well, personally, I guess I'm like a, what is it called? A cynic? I'm a really cynical person. <laughs> yeah. It, whenever, whenever I see somebody that seems to be perfect, right. my first thought is, okay, well, what what is not perfect about right. them? Right. As opposed to maybe only seeing what's 
what's there, what's present. I, right. I have like a natural thing that makes me want to see. A healthy skepticism is what it is. A yeah, healthy skepticism. It, it just, I'm always, it seems like I'm always just looking for faults so that I can see if it is like a real human being right. or if it's, it's just Well, some, yeah, if some you start thing. from the place where everybody is human, there's, there's no, no one, not a person on this earth worth getting starstruck over because we've, I was interviewed and then in turn interviewed, um, actually you pointed me to him, Tony, Tony McGeehee. We were, when I talked to him, we were talking about the idea that, you know, cause I asked him about why did he start, he's the host of Emerging Entrepreneurs podcast. And I asked him, you know, why he began it. And he was saying that, you know, he saw all these big names that were being interviewed over and over and over in different places. And he felt like you weren't getting the whole story because you know all you're seeing is the glamorized part of things now. And so he went and wanted to interview new entrepreneurs and people who were still going through the grind and weren't all the shiny and glossy this so that you got a, a real story. And, you know, I admired that. And I think that's the message we need to get across is everybody's human. No matter where they're at now, they started from scratch somewhere, probably. And we have to embrace who we are. We can't be anybody else. And the truth is, we don't want to be anybody else. Yeah. I, you said, what can we do? I think, you know, you can only do so much without censoring things and trying to, you know, trying to mess with the way business works or social media works. I think the only solid thing that I've thought of that could fix at least some of these issues is mm -hmm. I just remember when I was younger everybody had a role model that was a celebrity mm -hmm. all the celebrities that I follow they're not that great of people it's and this really depends on who you look who you follow like for example rap artists you know mm -hmm. yeah everybody loves them but maybe they came from crime they came from a worse history mm -hmm. or they've done some things that not everybody can agree with so I, I can't see how I could have a kid and allow them to look up to a celebrity. Right. Because yeah. I know that no matter how great they are, they probably they probably have things about them that I don't want my son or daughter to copy. Right. And just one of them I can think of, a lot of famous people, they're, they're using drugs and abusing mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. it, and it's like, I could never, it's something that I think people should do is, you know, if you have a kid, make sure that they're not just copying, idolizing, and mimicking these people that, right. you know, that everybody thinks are just so great. wholesale acceptance. Just yeah. help them to understand a balance and such. So, Okay, so if people want to know more about Josh's Benches for Awareness, um, where you tell us where you are on social. Tell us how to, if they want to donate, anything anything like that. How, how do people get involved? Yeah, so we have a Facebook page that we update uh, whenever we do anything. Whenever we have something to show, we'll write it on there. You can search us up on Facebook. It's Josh's Benches for Awareness. Uh, we also have our website where uh, we recently put up our order forms. Now, uh, currently, we're only able to do the benches in Palm Beach County, mm -hmm. but that is just because we've just now started and we're working on like a right. nationwide. Yeah, this vendor. is brand new. I mean, but if you're in Palm Beach County, there is an order form already there on the website. Uh, it's the website is joshesbenches.com. It's uh, no apostrophe in there, just J O S H S. Um, and there, there is a donate button on there if anyone, if anybody would want to help us out. But right now, what we're focusing on is 
trying to get these benches placed in schools because these schools, they don't have the budget to pay for them. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them do want one somewhere on their campus. So that's what we would like to do right now. Now, is this primarily colleges or is it other, you know, other demographics? Yeah, so we are working on, we have verbal authorization, but we're working on the paperwork to get a bench over in Palm Beach State College. Mm -hmm. Um, Our goal is also to go to uh, Palm Beach Central High School, which has expressed some interest. Mm -hmm. Um, We're working with the mayor, Melissa McKinley, right now, who's going to try to get us more involved with the schools, because we would like to do speaker events also to get our name out there but uh so far our benches have been approved for the village of wellington amphitheater um there's the palm beach county parks and recreation would like uh like three benches i believe mm-hmm. and then there's some people interested in like new york and california but we can't send those out to right. them yet and that's exciting that's how that's all you've made a lot of progress in a short period of time and what what keeps going through my mind is how in the world do you do all this and especially cindy um you probably sh- you should go back and explain who cindy is because we mentioned her but we didn't say who she was i don't think um well okay, okay you, you said she lost her son but go back and, yeah. and tell us a little bit about cindy and the thing that keeps going through my mind is how in the world do you make all this happen and and have time to grieve it's like i mean i i can't believe that she just wasn't just that's just amazing. I mean, you guys have accomplished so much in such a short time. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing started with Cindy. Um, She, throughout her lifetime, she worked various sales positions. Mm -hmm. Um, Nowadays, she's just a stay-at-home mom. But Did Josh um, have siblings? Yeah, he had, well, he had one other sister. Mm -hmm. Um, Older or younger? Same age, actually. Oh, like a twin? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Mm -hmm. my goodness. How did that affect her? She's doing better now. I think it was pretty tough on all the members of the family oh, well, no pretty doubt. equally. I think they're all kind of, and I really, I don't have, I've never really lost anybody in my life before, mm-hmm. so I don't know how long, you know, grieving takes. Oh, it's different for everybody, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, Cindy, Cindy had this idea at first because her biggest thing, she just couldn't come to terms with why anybody would take their own life as mm-hmm. opposed to putting effort Right. towards using resources that can help them. Right. Even after even a- after putting putting things aside, even not even thinking about Josh, just thinking about the the whole country, she just didn't want anybody out there to to feel the way that Josh felt, which was mm-hmm. really isolated and really helpless. Mm-hmm. I think it almost just broke her heart trying to accept that, accept the fact that there are people that are lonely mm-hmm. out there. Hurting, yes. So she she had this project, she had this idea, she saw this nonprofit out in Canada that was placing awareness benches. Mm-hmm. It's similar to what we're doing, but they have a, a metal design and mm-hmm. it's a little bit different where they, they have a lot of large businesses that provided funding for this. But there's nothing in our country, nothing in the United States that does this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So she wanted to bring that idea and put in honor of Josh. Right. And then that's that's all she had. She had the, the, the big idea. Right. But she didn't know what to do with it. So that's kind of where I came in. And I, you know, I filed all the proper mm-hmm. paperwork and I organized everything. And it, it's it's a work in progress. We're, we're almost fully set up. Uh, eventually I'm just going to place myself on the board and right. then let Cindy take care of this with the other people right. that come on board. 
Okay, well that's that's a whole lot to to do for a 22 year old, and that's impressive. And I just Thanks. you know it's I commend you. I mean you know I've said a couple times recently, suicide in across the board is up. Um, you know, in, in all demographics, I, it, the stat I came across recently was that 2016, 45,000 people committed suicide, which was double the homicide rate. So, I mean, it's a horrific stat and one that it's just, I mean, there is no one size fits all answer to it. I mean, you know, everybody is unhappy for their own reasons, but you're right. I mean, the, and we really can't have enough resources out there. I mean, the, because you never know what's going to reach somebody and, and what's, you know, at the right time and, and so, so to speak. So, I mean, it's it's very impressive. Um, all right. Now I'm trying to think if there was. OK, so one last thing. Do you have like any piece of advice or anything that you would say to anyone? And, and I may have asked this in a different manner earlier, but to anyone who knows someone or someone who may be hurting right now, just. I mean, for me, it's just hang in there, see the sun come up, get through that, you know, because it's amazing what a difference 24 hours can make, you know, just, it seems like the end of the world right now. It seems like nothing is, you know, but there's, there are people out there that care about you and, and, and who want to see you, who love you and, and don't, you know, don't want to see, because that's the thing. It's like, once, once you're gone, your pain is gone, but those people left behind, then they hurt and they miss you and they question what they could do to help. So is there anything that you can, if Josh were here, what would you say to him? I guess. I think that what I would say to Josh and I think almost anyone else that's struggling similar to how he was, I think the biggest thing I would want to get across is because obviously you're going to have people like your parents, your family members that come to you and try to give you emotional support mm -hmm. and that's great. But I think the way I think about it is if you've got a strength, if you've got something you're good at, if mm -hmm. you have a passion and something to work towards, I think if the only thing that's stopping you is yourself, mm -hmm. then why not try to fix it? Because right. if, if you can just fix the problems you have with yourself, mm -hmm. then there's nothing stopping you. Right. Well, and that's the thing. Every one of us has some gift, something that, you know, whether it's just our ability for compassion, whatever it is, we all have something to offer this world, something. And somebody cares about us and and somebody wants us to, to live another day. So there, there's always... You know, for all the reasons that you can find for not wanting to be here, there's as many or more. You just have to change your focus and start looking at the good things, look at the positive things, things that, the, because there are good things in your life. If you can't see them today, just hang in there because you'll see them tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I think that's it. But thank yeah. you so much. Thank and, you. Thank and... you so much for bringing me on here. Yeah. It's a great experience. Good. Thanks. <laughs> thank you for spending this time with us. If you enjoyed the content we shared with you, please subscribe, review, and share this show with your friends. Veramore the dating app and Hero Harbor the social connection tool for heroes are both in the app stores. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as Veramore, Veramore underscore app, or Hero Harbor.